picks and we hit it hard. We hit it so hard. And when we talk about hoes and yeah, it goes there. So it's an explicit one. It's explicit. This is the Bling Vieira Podcast. You're listening to the Bling Vieira Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm just trying out that new intro. No, why not? I'll do it every single time too. You're listening to the Bling Vieira Podcast. I mean, it's okay. I'll get it down. I'll get it better. What are you guys doing? You guys want to talk about some news? Some AP news? Some world news? I'm your host, Bling. It's Thursday, December 1st. Wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Um, it's Bone and Biggie, Biggie. Did this little bit thing on Snapchat. On Chapsnatch? On what? Did it like a goofy bit thing on Chapsnatch. Snap, Snapchat? Yeah, Snapchat. Um, what I ended up doing was... I got Beyonce's song. I get creative, you guys. I'm a creator. I'm a content creator. I am a content creator. So I'm a content creator. And what I do is I get creative sometimes. Um, I put on Beyonce. You guys know the artist Beyonce? I put on Beyonce. And she has a song called Halo. Who's Beyonce? And I put on the song Halo, and the sun was kind of coming over the mountains over here in oh, sort of mediocre uh, Arizona. Beautiful, It's beautiful Taylorsville, Utah. It's beautiful Salt Lake City. It's mediocre town here in Arizona. Town is called Mediocre. It's called, yeah, it's okay. And so I did the Halo song by Beyonce, and uh, the song was playing, and I was recording it, and I was like, it's like a Halo it's like a halo. You can look it up. I think my name is Bling Vieira on Snapchat, actually. You can see what I look like, except I was using one of those faces. But you can see kind of what I look like. Unshaven. Distorted. Yeah. I actually have that as a... It's my story. I think you can look... I think you can find it. If you, if you want to. I, I don't... Look, I don't post on my story very much. I don't post on Snapchat very much. I only do it because Lordy and like, yeah. I'm not texting anyone. So, no, I'm not texting anyone. You guys want to get to some news? Before I do that, let me tell you about my dream last night. My freaking nightmare is tossing and turning. It's tossing and turning. It's getting hot and bothered. You know how I get, too. At night? Dude, I get hot and bothered at night. Big time. So, I was tossing and turning. Getting hot and bothered, like I do. Big time. And my dream was thus. I was with the church in Utah. And I was doing like the building inspection, I think. Except I had a surgery and the surgery was brain surgery. So they had to cut my head in half. And so I had this like, yeah. And so I was like telling the police, I was like, don't take this bandage off. My head will fall into into two. And I was alive the whole time during the surgery. Oh my God. It was terrible. Like they had to freeze my brain, but I was still alive. And so he's like, this is the song. I'm gonna, and this is the gouja. This is the saw in which I'm going to saw through your skull. And I was like, no, really? I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing in my dream, but I woke up a bunch and I was tossing and turning. I was all hot and bothered. I was like, someone come, like, someone come rescue me. Prince Charming, come to this window right now, please. Never came. And they never come. Thank you. We've got some headlines today, don't we, boys and girls? Let's go. Biden welcomes Macron amid friction over U.S. climate law. 
Washington AP Presidents Joe Biden and Emmanuel Macron are celebrating the long-standing U.S.-French relationship, but these are friends with differences. The French leader is using his visit to Washington to sharply criticize aspects of his ally's signature climate law as a bad deal for Europe. Biden was to honor Macron for the first state dinner of his presidency Thursday evening. First, the presidents are holding talks in the Oval Office that officials from both sides said were expected to largely center on efforts to stay united in their response to Russia's war in Ukraine and to coordinate their approach to an increasingly assertive China. Hundreds of people gathered on the South Lawn on a sunny, chilly morning for a pomp-filled official arrival ceremony that included a 21-gun salute and review of troops. Ushers distributed small French and American flags to the guests who gathered to watch Biden and Macron start the visit. Man, that would have been really cool, actually. I would have loved to have seen that, like, honest. That would have been awesome. I've said it before, Macron is the voice of Europe. And not, and I'm not, no sarcasm, no anything. I truly believe Macron doesn't want war. I know that he'll go to war if, like, push comes to shove. I wouldn't even put it past Macron to, like, be aggressive when it comes to war. But I think because of that, I think Macron doesn't want to go to war. I think he realizes how powerful France can be, excuse me, how powerful France can be, and for the French people, as well as being a voice for Europe, I think he feels responsible to try and avert war, and I think he's been trying to do that the best way he knows how. However, getting stabbed in the back by the United States and the submarine deal probably wasn't very good. It didn't help a lot. Um, I think there's probably this climate law that they're talking about, but I assume they're probably talking about the submarines. Don't know what I'm talking about. Submarines, you have to go back and listen to all of my episodes and you'll, you'll figure it out. The, the Australian submarines, look it up. Both leaders at the ceremony paid tribute to their country's long alliance with, while acknowledging the difficult moments ahead as the two nations struggle to maintain Western unity that is showing some wear nine months into Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The choices we make today and the years ahead will determine the course of our world for decades to come, Biden said, and the United States could not ask for a better partner in this work in France. Amid the talk of unity, differences were shadowing the visit. Macron has made clear that he and other European leaders are concerned about the incentives in a new climate-related law that favor American-made climate technology, including electric vehicles. He criticized the legislation known as the Inflation Reduction Act, during a luncheon Wednesday with U.S. lawmakers and again during a speech at the French embassy, Macron said that while the Biden administration's efforts to curb climate change should be applauded, the subsidies would be an enormous setback for European companies. The choices that have been made are choices that will fragment the West, Macron said. He said the legislation creates such differences between the United States of America and Europe that all those who work in many companies in the U.S., they will just think we don't make investments anymore on the other side of the Atlantic. He also said major industrial nations need to do more to address climate change and promote biodiversity. In an interview that aired Thursday on ABC's Good Morning America, Macron said the U.S. and France were working together well in the war in Ukraine and geopolitics overall, but not on some economic issues like selling your submarines to Australia. The U.S. climate bill and semiconductor legislation, he said, were not properly coordinated with Europe and created the absence of a level playing field. Earlier, he had criticized a deal reached with recent climate summit in Egypt in which the United States and other wealthy nations agreed to help pay for the damage that an overheating world is inflicting on poor countries. The deal includes few details on how it will be paid for, and Macron said, 
A more comprehensive approach is needed, not just a new fund we decided which we will not be funded. And even if it is funded, it will not be rightly allocated. The blunt comments follow another low point last year after Biden announced a deal to sell nuclear submarines to Australia. He sold low point last year. Give me something to... Where's my fist to bang my fist? The blunt comment follow another low point last year after Biden announced a deal to diss nuclear submarines to Australia. Undermining a contract for France to sell diesel-powered submarines... The relationship has recovered since then, with Biden acknowledging a clumsy rollout of the submarine deal. Yeah, to say the least. And Macron emerging as one of Biden's strongest European allies in the Western response from... Good on Macron. See, he doesn't want war. You can even undermine us, backbite us, and, and clumsy rollout of the submarine deal. You can do, even do it that way and stab us in the back. And I'm still going to try to get through this. Because I don't want to go to war. And I'll even entertain your stupid um, legislation of the Inflation Act. It's like, well, every car that's sold in the United States. Like, I know it's got to be so one-sided. Macron, at the arrival ceremony, stressed the need for the U.S. and France to keep the West united as the war continues. Our two nations are sisters in the fight for freedom, Macron declared. As, as for the Inflation Reduction Act, the European Union has expressed concern that tax credits, including those aimed at encouraging Americans to buy electric vehicles, would discriminate against European producers and break World Trade Organization rules. Germany's economy minister Robert Habeck said Wednesday that he believes parts of the law aren't compatible with you know, World Trade Organization. I believe that the view is largely shared by those countries that are committed to the multilateral trading order. Top reporters in Berlin, the Americans know that we see it that way, and the European Commission will... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Well, there you go. That's that. We've got only 30 seconds left in this. Well, it was a crazy dream. Yeah, the, the submarine deal, though. You guys, you got to listen to this podcast and stay abreast. Stay abreast. And you have to tell all your friends. It's like he's talking about hard-hitting issues. And he's going to the the smoke shop, too. Just, this is a goof. No, I don't, I don't, I don't inhale. No, I don't. It's just a goof. I don't do any of that stuff. I think this is worth mentioning. I think this is worth mentioning. Just real quick. Macron raised eyebrows earlier this month in a speech at a summit in Bangkok when he referred to the U.S. and China as two big elephants that are the cusp of creating a big problem for the rest of the jungle. His visit to Washington also comes as both the U.S. and France are keeping an eye on China after protests broke out last weekend in several mainland cities in Hong Kong over Beijing's zero-COVID strategy. Two big elephants, huh? I have nothing negative to say about Macron. I, I'm sure he has a view of the United States. And he might look at China as a big elephant and might look at the United States as a big elephant. I don't care. I don't care about his opinion of the United States. I just trust his opinion of it. So whatever it is, yeah, let's go with it. I think Macron was a young leader coming into it. And not a lot of people trusted his, his political... Uh, none of it. I didn't even... And I don't know, I, I didn't know too much, but now, after I've seen the efforts that he's done, he, I mean, he, him and Putin even met when he first came into office. I'm telling you, I did a whole bit about it, where him and Putin, the, the, the conversation that him and Putin had on the Riviera, the summer home on the Riviera, where Putin was probably saying, like, look, they're going to steal your, your freaking submarine contracts, and when that happens, that's when you'll know. And he's like, it's not going to happen, Putin. It's like, okay, well, I guess we'll just wait and see steal submarine contracts and he's like shit man putin was right
But maybe not, though. Keep reading some news or what? Oh boy, we got the royal family. Racism backlash erupts as William and Kate visit Boston. London AP, Prince William's office said racism has no place in our society as he sought to prevent the backlash over his godmother's treatment of the black advocate for survivors of domestic abuse from overshadowing his trip to the United States. Lady Susan Hussey, 83, resigned Wednesday as an honorary member of the royal household after the chief executive of an East London women's refuge said Hussey repeatedly asked her where she really came from after she told the older woman that she was British. The exchange took place at a Buckingham Palace reception for those working to end domestic violence. Racism has no place in our society, his Kensington Palace office said. These comments were unacceptable, and it's right that the individual has stepped aside with immediate effect. The incident reignited allegations of institutional racism at the palace on the first day of the Prince and Princess of Wales visit to Boston. While the trip is focused on the Earthshot Prize, Williams initiative to support entrepreneurs working on solutions to climate change and other environmental problems the royal couple are also trying to show the monarchy remains relevant in a multicultural world well do you want to read more i think that's probably enough i think that's probably enough you know here in utah it's a little bit of an insular sort of um uh, culture as well and i was once asked so where are you from you're being i'm not totally white I'm not totally like Hispanic really either. So um, I'm kind of this like olive skin sometimes, just depending on how much the sun I get. And it's like, yeah, like, where are you from? It's like, or like, what are you? <laughs> I think it was, what are you? Uh, I was dating their little sister. Yeah, out in uh, Orem, Utah. I think she said, so what are you? <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know what that, um, um, my name is Bling Vieira, and uh, I'm dating your sister, I guess. Yeah. Bottoms up to that. I was dating your little sister. No, she went on a mission. She's a return missionary, and I'm not even sure how it... How did... Oh, I know how it happened. I know how it happened. I was walking her home, and just to be a gentleman, like, I was not... Like, look, this girl was out of my league kind of thing. And I was like, nah, she's a return missionary. I don't do that. I don't, I don't mess around with those chicks. Because you can't. Like, well, <laughs> you can't. But, like, there, I, didn't, I never went on a mission myself, an LDS mission. So I didn't have that. Couldn't compare. Oh, this happened on my mission, too. Like, I couldn't do that. And then, furthermore, they were weird. The girls I got back from the missions, some of them, well, I can't say that, I can't say that across the board, because one of them was totally normal and cool. Um, yeah, speaking of France, yeah, <laughs> French kissing, but she was totally normal and cool. Um, the other ones, though, that I dated were not so normal, and they were, like, really rigid and cold. They were cold and rigid. There's no kissing, there's no any of that. I'm I'm not kidding you. And I'm not throwing anyone... There's no names. I'm not naming names. I'm not naming names. What? I'm not naming any names. Uh, the good ones went to France on their missions. But like... Okay, so here's a different... Here's a vast difference when it comes to mission, return missionary women. Because they're not girls anymore. They're, they're not... They're women. And they're smoking hot. Ooh, damn, these women are smoking hot. 
right, bling, all right, bling, settle down, settle down. But here's a, here's a stark contrast between a woman that goes on a mission to France and a, m a woman that goes on a mission to where somewhere else in the United States. And it goes like this. The one that went to France said, when, when I am done with this mission, I'm going to kiss every boy I see. And I was like, hell yeah, like, all right. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, babe. It's like, you said that on the plane? She's like, I told my, I told my sister companion, my missionary sister companion, I said, as soon as I'm getting back home, I'm kissing every single boy I see as I get off the plane. And I was like, hell yeah, babe. Like, hell yeah. Like, that's a, that's a real hoe. Like, I've had this, I've, I'm sorry to take a turn for the worse here, but I've, I've got to discuss some things here. When it comes to dating, when it comes to dating, where's my, can I get, where's my green room at? Yeah, we'll have to go to the store. We'll have to go to the store. It's okay, though. Trying to get it back. I'm trying to get this show back. I'm trying to get my unique listenerships, and I want you to tell your friends all about this show and how it's, like, good, cutting-edge uh, news, followed by Jeff Goldblum impression. No, it's not a commercial, even. Hell yeah, babe. You're gonna kiss every boy when you get off the plane, like a total hoe. Oh yeah, babe. Hell yeah, babe. Oh, babe. 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 <laughs> Whoa, babe. No, but I was like cool with that. I'm, I like that. I used to not, I used to be like really like goody two shoes, but I used to like think like morality and purity were like hand in hand, right? Like morality and purity, you couldn't, I don't know. I used to be that way, but it wasn't until um, probably, well, I met this girl at Whole Foods, and I don't want to get into dates, because, yeah, anyway, but, like, uh, uh, we went to the park, and we're walking around the park, and kind of sitting next to each other and stuff, and kind of hitting it off, actually, and she said, I'm a total hoe, and I was like, what? Like, are you being serious, or what? I don't, you're confusing me. She's like, no, I'm a total hoe. She's like, if you want to come back later, and I was like, yeah, well, yeah, let me think about it. And she's like, do you want to or not? Like, let me go home. Let me get freshened up. <laughs> yeah, I'll come by. And I was like all nervous and weird about it. But I'll always remember that because she said, no, I'm a hoe. And I was like, what? No, you're, no, you're, no, you aren't. Are you? Or what? And she's like, no, I'm a total hoe. She's like, my friends and I, we have competitions on how many guys we can sleep with. I was like, What? My friends and I do that too, and they always win. It's not really much of a competition, actually. It's like, okay, Bling's got zero. How many you got? Uh, three, four, in a day. In one day. Like, three chicks in one day. How many, hey, Bling, how many you got? Zero? How many is zero? How many, you've been at zero for how long now? A couple years. It's like, geez, dude. <clears throat> Everything all right, or what? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. And I was. I was working and stuff. I was doing all right. I had top floor of, yeah, freaking apartment. But, well, anyways. Let's return missionaries. I don't really put out a whole lot. When you think about it. It's like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They go on a mission. You can't kiss any boys on your mission. You can't even, like, flirt or, like, you can't do that. So, yeah. And I was active in the church. So, what, I had, like, zero under my belt for... Well, going on, what, going on like two decades now, so what? So her friends used to have competitions and stuff, and ever since then, and it wasn't too long ago, it was still within 10 years' time. Yeah, 
I'm that old to where, yeah, and then things didn't even really work out as it was. So speaking of being old, it was cool, man. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that a lot. Like, she's like, no, I'm a total hoe. Like, you're confusing me here. So when I, this was when I heard the other girl say, when I get on the plane back home and I get released from this missionary stuff, she's like, I'm going to kiss every single boy I see. Oh, damn. Third segment, so I can talk about what I want to. Just saying, I think that Harvest, the home of cannabis, house of cannabis, is better than True Bliss. Okay, all right. Well, I said it. Outside now on location, some girls have it and some girls don't. And by that, I mean, like, some girls just are hoes and some girls aren't. Some girls can't freaking help themselves. Same way some guys can't. Some guys can't either. And that sort of chemistry is necessary to fool around. So respect the LDS church, very much so. In fact, some of the most rewarding, like, soulless feelings that I would get, feelings of soulless and, like, gratitude were at LDS churches where the stocking company couldn't set foot on. Otherwise, they would burn. That was in Utah, and every LDS church I saw, I'd stop and take a beer break or do something. I drink a lot of beer these days. <clears throat> Drinking a lot of beer these days. Can you blame me? I only get one free for three visits. Yeah, Harvest hooked me up. Let's go down there again. I'm not into that fancy stuff. I'm not into vaping or anything. Give me some pre-rolls. I don't want them infused with anything. I, I don't want them infused with anything. Give me some just... I don't want a hybrid either. I just give me the freaking pre-rolls. We'll do it that way. I got problems with everything else, though. I don't do... Yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't do uh, vaping at all. I don't do e-cigarettes. I don't do vaping. What's it called? Vaping? With taping? What are we taping? Vaping? Call me, call me old-fashioned, but I appreciate it. I like a girl who's a, just a real hoe. Darla Hooch. Is it Marla or Darla? Darla Hooch. Marla, it's Marla Hooch. <clears throat> Marla Hooch. Christmas light inspector, open up. The house is surrounded. We've been trying to, we've been going at this for a few months now. You're going to let us in. You're going to let us see those Christmas lights. And if, and so help me God, if they are neat and tidy, I'm going to tangle the shit out of them and you're getting a 122522 citation immediately. I already have it written. I have a 1224 and I've got a 1222. You're going to let us in. You're going to get those Christmas lights inspected right now. Before we're gonna break this door down. One, two. Let me break the fucking door down. Get in there and break the door down. I wanna see those lights. I wanna see if they even have Christmas lights. Break that door down. When I would do SD DuPont commercials and I was a normal person, I was on top of the world. Um, hey, goat. I used to do these things where I'd use the, the background noises bits. So I break the door down. I should have been using this truck back here. Break the door down. Get that fucking door down. I want to see those Christmas lights. I want to see what they got back there. I want to see how many lights they got, and I want to see how neat and tidy they. Because they're hiding those lights for a reason. They're not letting us in that garage for a reason. And I want to know what that reason is. If I got I got twelve twenty four, I got twelve twenty four twenty two already written up. I've got a twelve twenty five twenty two already written up. I'm gonna these. I'm gonna give these motherfuckers some citations. 
because this shit's not cool. We've been at it for months trying to get in this house to inspect these Christmas lights, you know? And they're not, and they're just playing hardball. It's like, okay, you want to play hardball? You want to, you want to, you want to see what sort of constitutional rights you have around here? Sure, let's do that. Let me write up the citations first. Breaking the door down, getting in there. Look, as a as a as a business, Christmas light inspector is not a business. It's a government entity. It's an arm of the government. Do I get some kickbacks and bonuses? Doesn't matter. Whenever I get into one of these hard to freaking penetrate houses break that fucking door down it doesn't matter what my compensation is all that matters is we get in there and we look at those Christmas lights and we inspect that house and if there's anything funny going on look my job description is just check the lights I can't do anything else you got a grow operation in there it doesn't matter I can't say anything I'm not gonna I'm not gonna snitch about anything like that I'm after the Christmas lights I want, to see what's, I want to see what sort of Christmas lights you have, and if you don't have them, you're getting a 12, 24, 22. That's a, that's a warning. Don't get, don't, we'll give you a complimentary, bo- complimentary box of government Christmas lights for next year. You have to put them up. You have to put the Christmas lights on the holiday tree now. The episode took a turn for, we're talking about important hard-hitting issues. I get back into this thing. And compared to uh, True Bliss, that harvest place, man, it's kind of better. Hey, if you're in Arizona and you need a, and you want to try out some of the recreational organics that they have here, I would suggest True Bliss. It's close to the airport and you could get some fast. All you need is an, an ID, a, state, a government ID, and you could have... you. Recreating in Arizona in no time. Be off to your recreations in Arizona in no time. However, if you have time, you could stop at both, or you could go to Harvest, Harvest House of Cannabis. The quality is much freaking better. (laughs) They don't use raw products, so there's that's a step. Look, I used to use raw products myself, but come on, They, they don't burn right. They don't burn right. Raw products don't burn right. And uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I think. Blazy Susan. Now that Blazy Susan. Now if they if if True Bliss wrapped theirs with Blazy Susans, that's a different story. They should be wrapping them in Blazy Susans. That's a deal I could probably make actually. Yeah, make some phone calls over to Blazy Susan. Be like, hey, I, I think I can get you guys a deal over here at this uh, True Bliss place. I'm like, yeah, go on. Like, well, they're probably going to start ordering a lot more for the pre-rolls because they're going to stop using raw product. They're going to start using some Blazy Susans. What do you guys say? It's like, yeah, Bling, here's your check. Thanks, dude. When I'm having a lazy day and I feel like turning it into a Blazy day, I always reach for Lazy Susan. Blazy Susan. Damn it. I was on a roll there, too. Selling some freaking products. Sarcos, dude. If this is some Sarcos like piss lawyer bullshit, oh my god, <clears throat> it'll be all that more sweet. When I <laughs> just fucking expose the whole thing. Yeah, well, now it's turned into one of those episodes. <clears throat> you were break- we're getting in that house. We're gonna see what's in those lights. <clears throat> we're gonna see what's in those shelves, and if they better be lights. The twenty-four. Do you know what that is? 
you know what citation that is? That's a 12, 25, 22 if they're, if they're perfectly neat. I'm going to tangle that shit up first and you get to replace your own door. A 12, 25, 22? That's right, we got a 12, 25, 22. Okay, I already have your citation written because I assumed as much. I'm going to go downstairs now into your basement and tangle the shit out of those Christmas lights. You need to be ashamed of yourself. Don't let your kids see it either. Get your kids out of the room. Uh, well, keep the kids in the room and make them make their father feel ashamed. The parents feel ashamed here for what they've done to the American people. <clears throat> All right, now we're taking your shit. The trucks just started. We're taking your shit now. Get the kids out. That's how they do it, man. Scoop it up. The bulldozers. Get them in there. <clears throat> yeah, I've freaking closing deals with Blazy Susan. Blazy Susan and. Uh, what's it called? True Bliss. Harvest. I think the quality's better. I don't know what I don't know what pre rolls they use. They might be handmade, which good. They burn better, a lot better, and they taste better too. And they're not as dry. Okay, now it's one of those commercials. Now we're doing it like that. All right. So you want me to get back to some more news or what? When I'm having a lazy day and I feel like turning it into a blazy day. I always reach for my Blazy Susan Minis. These little guys are 53 millimeters long. <laughs> do, you, do you hate sharing? Do you hate sharing your JJ? Do you hate sharing your JJ with your friends when you're out and they say, when you go out for a hike and say, hey, want me to bring you one? Nah, I'm good. Are you sure? Nah, I'm good, man. And then you get out there. And they're like, hey, man, let me have some of that. And it's like, I asked you if you wanted your own. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. And now we're out here, and now you want some. That's why I always reach for my Blazy Susan, Susan Minis. Because I can always grab a couple of those all packed up as they are and be like, here. Here's your own little miniature one. Here's your own little freaking baby pink girly one. You can have it all to yourself. So we don't have to share one. <laughs> I don't mess around with germs, man. I know a lot of people don't either, but they're too nice sometimes. In today's day and age, you can never be too careful. That's why I always reach for my Blazy Susan Minis. When I go for a hike, I live in Utah. Salt Lake's really popular for hiking. And when you bring your friends, sometimes that's a lot to go around. Especially when they bring their friends. It's like, I don't have enough for everybody unless I put them in these Blazy Susan Minis. You get a car. You get a Mini. You get a Mini. Blazy Susan Minis. Get them today. Do a deal with Blazy Susan and True Bliss. Here you go. Here's some better burning papers. I think they're out of Colorado anyways. They're made in France too. Yeah, the, I think the Minis are made in... They might be made in France. Colorado, I know the king size are from, I don't know. Just go get some freaking, just change it up a little bit. I think you, the, the paper is, though, is organic paper, I think. You know, I don't know. Vegan or I don't know, dude. Get some Blazy Susan Minis, though, and just stop freaking sharing germs with everyone. Like, look, I'm, t I'm down with a hoe, but, like, not... <clears throat> not after, not, you gotta wait two weeks. <laughs> it's gotta be two weeks, man. Oh, man, Lana's always going to the store, too. Like, 
on day 13. She's always like, I forgot my mask. Like, Lana, you know what day it is? I've got like a heart-shaped cake. It's like, it's fine, let's get into the cake then. Because I know, yeah, I know it's going to be another two weeks. It's been going on a long time now. It's like five months. We're at five months, me and Lana. She's been pulling this shit. Every 12th day, every 13th day, I'll have the cake ready and I'll have like a... Oh, damn it. Things ready to go. And... Where's Lana? Anyone know? No, she's at the store without her mask. Okay. I can't return the cake. Gotta eat it. So I just started getting... Yeah. I pull Michelle Tanner. It's funny. It's a funny podcast. You know it is. It's the second segment. Is this the third segment? You're listening to the Bling Vieira podcast. Back in the makeshift vocal booth. Back in here. Trying out some new sounds and stuff. You might be able to hear the chickens. Off in the distance. Maybe Now they're going to be quiet. I don't know what flew out from underneath here the other day, but... There's a big bird that snuck underneath the fence and like flew off over the fence. I was like, what the hell was that? I thought it was a duck, but I think it might have been some sort of hawk or just something. It had to have been some sort of like, yeah, like a Cooper's hawk. But it was so fast. It was so fast. Uh, there's no way it was a peregrine, isn't there? I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. Blending with the chickens? That's a good that's a good horror movie. You guys want to try it? A horror movie? Horror. All right, so the the plot goes like this. Some of the chickens have gone missing. Like, well, maybe the coyotes came like, "No, I done shot them coyotes already." I I think well, maybe the fox came back. It's like, "No, I think it's something else." Something something meaner. You can just have it be a like a Krampus Christmas. Except it's a hawk. Wasn't there some sort of baby? There's something Krampus Christmas anyways. Uh, Krampus comes around once a year. I think he's the one who's been eating these these hens. He's the one who's been eating these hands. Starring Ogden Autotone. Is, is, that, is that the rooster that's been eating all... Is that the rooster that's... Which hen... Big bird, whatever it was, and it was in here. And it was blending in. It was blending in with these chickens. And I don't like that. I need to take it out. But I'll never know. It was a, it was a pretty good size. Maybe it was one of the owls, even. Because, yeah, there's two of them out here. Two freaking owls. There's some big-ass hawks over there. Those making that awful noise last night. Did you guys hear that noise last night? That freaking hawk was made like it was so terrible. I was like, man, that's an ugly like, geez, like, cool it out here with that with that hissing, that agonizing hiss. It's an agonizing hissing sound. Like, I was like, well, maybe that's a juvenile. And then the bigger one comes flying over, making the same sound. It's like, geez, you guys like clean it up. Oh, it sounds like compared to a magpie. Yeah, magpie is French compared to that. That stuff's German. That's <laughs> what was going on there. The the sound, listen to last night. You'll know what I'm talking about. If you're lost, listen to last night's episode. It's a nature one. We run into 
three, four large hawks, which I believe are red-tailed hawks, but I don't, I didn't know that they made that ridiculous sound. I, you can hear it in the distance and I'm walking towards it and I'm thinking, is that a human over there in the bushes? Cause it sounds so freaking awful. And was it a human? No, it was a hawk. You have to listen to the episode though. You have to go back and listen and reacquaint yourself with this podcast once again. Well, I'm trying to add sounds and stuff too. So yeah, weren't we supposed to start talking about the news? Publish it and then go for the, uh, the walk back. Okay, you got it. French submarine sandwich. I had to do, I had wanted to do like a quirky cover art. So I looked that up. I wanted to get a picture of a French submarine sandwich and be funny. It's not that funny though. Chair inside burning home. That's not news. Um, sorry, this is bad. This is not. Here we go. No, that, I don't want to go on Twitter. I, I can't. I'm not using Twitter. This is bad content now. I can't use Twitter because I can't log in because I don't have two-factor authorization because I don't have two-factor authorization. But for some reason, I'm required to have a phone number. That Why is tech like that? I don't know. I don't know. Now, here we go with the bad content again. It's not good news. This is more neutral. So, Gaylord Perry, two-time Cy Young winner, dies at 84. Gaffney, South Carolina, AP, Baseball Hall of Famer, and two-time Cy Young Award winner, Gaylord Perry, a master of the spitball, who wrote a book about using the pitch, died Thursday. He was 84. Perry died at his home in Gaffney at about 5 a.m. Thursday. Natural causes, Cherokee County Coroner Dennis Fowler said he did not provide additional details. The native of Williamston, North Carolina, made history as the first player to win the Cy Young in both leagues with Cleveland in 1972 and San Diego in 1978, just after turning 40. Damn. That's old. That's, yeah. Perry went 24-16 in his debut season with Cleveland after 10 years with the San Francisco Giants. He was 21-6 in his first season with the Pod Day. Yeah. 1978, 20th. 21 season before I won my Cy Young I thought I was too old I didn't think the writers would vote for me oh Perry said in an article in National but they voted on my performance so I won and yeah hell yeah you know maybe when you are too old you think you're too old and you don't and you're not too old and you won you won it even run it yeah I didn't think the writers would vote for me. And they voted for him. It's a touching it's a touching story. Really hits home. Here we go again with France. France makes push to collect heirloom weapons across country. Brunoy, France AP, the pistol, the elderly French woman inherited from her grandfather, had once belonged to a German soldier killed in a war fought on France's soil in the last century. Now the woman has turned the heirloom over to the police for fear that her grandchildren would stumble upon it. French authorities want others to follow the unnamed woman's example by turning in millions of old firearms, remnants of the two world wars, and long-abandoned hunting excursions. The country has launched a week-long nationwide campaign ending December 2nd to collect old unregistered weapons. 
that are tucked away in attics and storerooms across the country that saw much of the 20th century's fiercest fi fighting. We believe there are about five or six million weapons that are being kept in a regular manner by our fellow citizens. So John Simon Mirindat, head of the Interior Ministry's Central Service for Arms and Explosives. 80 to 90 percent of these weapons are in their possession due to an inheritance. Despite many such historical items seeming harmless, authorities promoting the campaign warn that appearances are deceptive, that old weapons can still be deadly and can be used to perpetuate domestic violence or even fall into the hands of criminal networks. The good news is French authorities deem their campaign so far to have been a real success, claiming, claiming to have rounded up, wow, 1.6 million munitions pieces and 65,000 firearms. There will be no legal consequence if weapons are handed over willingly, authorities said. The overwhelmingly, overwhelming majority of unregistered weapons that will be collected will be destroyed. The prized few whose metal barrels tell remarkable stories will be saved and preserved by the state. Okay, well, that, yeah. Destroyed, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We expect this historic and cultural value to be spared in destruction, yeah. Spared in destruction, you know. Yeah, 67 million people in France... Proportionally far fewer guns in countries such as the United States, yeah. Public outcry over a spike in the number of murders of women by their partners also prompted the push. Uh, well, that's too bad. Greta Thunberg drives this car at the age of 19, and she looks pissed, too. Um... This is old news, though. Iran releases soccer players ahead of match against U.S. Dubai United Arab Emirates AP. Ira Iranian authorities said Tuesday that two former members of the national soccer team arrested this month in connection with nationwide protests have been released on bail. The announcement came hours before Iran was set to play U.S. at the World Cup in a politically charged match with authorities that authorities are heavily promoting as they grapple with nationwide protests that are well into their third month. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the U.S. won, I'm pretty sure. So there's that. That's your news, you guys. Harry and Meghan footage puts Royal Rift at its forefront. Oh. oh, no. Footage of an upcoming documentary about Harry and Meghan released Thursday shows the couple is once again prepared to tackle the topic of the rift with the royal family head-on and in their own words. Netflix's release. <laughs> really, this is a Netflix thing. Netflix's release of roughly a minute of footage of Harry and Meghan comes as their relatives, the Prince and Princess of Wales, embark on a U.S. trip meant to promote the future King's Earthshot Prize. The trip to Boston, which is William and Kate's first one since the death of Queen Elizabeth. II. Okay, yeah, the Queen. How we've been clouded by tensions with Harry and Meghan, with who quit their royal duties in 2020. Move to California. The footage includes photos and brief interview snippets of Harry and Meghan. No one sees what's happening behind closed doors. Duke of Sussex says there's a photo of Meghan crying while holding herself on the show. There's a sound of glass breaking and an image of William and Kate appears. Okay, all right. Wow, I'm sure that's. Okay. 
sure that's good content to watch. I'm going to make sure to watch that. So yeah, Batman, talking about good content to watch. No, we don't want to re- read about that one. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. With, yeah, it's San Antonio. A massive fire broke out at a San Antonio truck stop early Thursday, engulfing the convenience store in flames and sending a large plume of smoke into the air. Firefighters first received a call about 5 a.m. Thursday about a fire that broke out inside the kitchen of a Denny's restaurant that is attached to Flying J Travel Center near Interstate 10. San Antonio fire... Oh. All customers and employees safely made it out of the building, which was destroyed by fire. The flames quickly spread from the kitchen to the rest of the building, fueled by kitchen grease and windy conditions outside. Dang. Uh-oh. Amazon CEO says company won't take down anti-Semitic film. New York AP Amazon CEO Andy Jassy said Wednesday the company does not have plans to stop selling the anti-Semitic film that gained notoriety recently after Brooklyn Nets guard Kyron Irving tweeted out an Amazon link to it. Pressure has been mounting on Amazon to soon so heroes to Negroes wake up black America. Since Irving shared the link to the documentary with his millions of Twitter followers in October, the synopsis on Amazon says the film uncovers the true identity of the children of Israel. Hey, I don't know. At the New York Times, the retailer content, hundreds of millions of... Co- Isn't this called, like, um, the Streisand effect? When they try and take it down, and that causes more con- controversy to people to go... Cause yeah, what's the one? And covers the true identity of the children of Israel. I don't know. Anti-Semitic or not, I don't, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I, yeah, I don't know. World Cup, Georgia, the Georgia Senate runoff, Russia-Ukraine war. What do you guys want to do? One more. Russian shelling cuts off power again and liberated Kherson. Kherson, Ukraine. Kherson? Kherson. Kherson. Kherson, Ukraine. Russian shelling cut off power in the recently liberated Ukrainian city of Kherson on Thursday, just days after it was restored amid Moscow's ongoing drive to destroy key civilian infrastructure as freezing weather sets in. In Kiev, Mayor Vitaly Klitschko warned the capital's millions of residents that they should stock up on water and preserve food to see them through the winter. That could prove miserable if more energy infrastructure is damaged. He also urged people to consider leaving the city to stay with friends or family elsewhere if possible. Trying months lie ahead, the enemy still possesses substantial resources. Ukrainian Defense Minister Alexei... Reznikov said he added however that signs are accumulating that Russia needs a pause at all costs Ukraine has faced a blistering onslaught of Russian artillery fire and drone attacks since the early October the shelling has been especially intense in Kherson since Russian forces withdrew the U- and Ukraine's army reclaimed the southern city almost three weeks ago 
Ukraine's presidential office said Thursday that at least two civilians were killed and six others wounded nationwide by the latest Russian shelling. Okay. And, uh, well, that's that, I guess. We'll see how this episode turns out. Where, where are we at? 15? Yeah. This segment? Yeah. To go to the store, which means I need to get... I'm all out of a beer scum. Beerstrom. I've been making, like, I've been making food, like, not, not, not gourmet food at all. No, we're, we're talking about me again. Did, did I talk about my dream? I did. The splitting of the head. Yeah, I was. I could feel it too the whole time, and I was like, I'm awake still, and I don't know. Oh, I have dreams like that. That was morbid. I there's no reason for a dream to be like that. Um, no, there's no reason for that. But no, what do you guys want to talk about? My cooking skills, my cooking skittles, my cooking skittles um, revolve around skittles. My cooking skittles. Skittles. It's a sour sourdough bread. I, I'll rip it in half. I'll rip it in two. And I'll put them both on the toaster. And I'll toast them up and then I'll put bread on them. It's so good. It's so good. And I've been enjoying that like just as a treat lately. But what time is it? It's still early enough in the morning to have some breakfast, I think. And I haven't had like cream of wheat in a while. And I think if you put like enough like honey on it, it might taste really good. And I could uh, hard boil some eggs again. So I've been hard boiling stuff and making toast. Sure, that might not sound very gourmet, but the eggs are fresh and they actually work. Yeah, they do. Like they, they work as hard boiled eggs. They're good eggs. So healthy chickens. How about that? Got healthy chickens back here with good eggs. I don't know how it works, though, because there's roosters back there. So how does it work? I, I, I don't know how, like, some, if you just incubate them, then they'll hatch, I guess. That's a be a freaking ton of chickens, man. Yeah, I guess if you incubate them, they probably hatch, right? Like, life finds a way. Now I got to go walk down to the store and get some freaking beer, but... At least I can listen to this podcast and you can tell all your friends about it and we can t- get caught up on news. I'll come back later tonight probably. We'll do another one, an even more wrecked one. It'll be more fun. Walk all the way down to freaking Harvest. Yeah, that place is good though. The check-in process wasn't as smooth as I'd like to see it, but overall, it, it wasn't so bad. The check-in process, but the, the quality of the... It's a night and day difference, man. Like, it's a big difference in quality. And I just, I don't like raw as much these days anymore. I hope I didn't lose any money. Because that would suck if the money fell in my pocket. But, well, these pants, you know, me, I'm dressed up like a girl all the time. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, um, got him. It's kind of a wild podcast and you have to, it's like, it's the thrill ride of the summer and of the winter and you have to buckle up and wear your seatbelt hard and tight because if you don't, 
it's gonna hurt when you get into a car wreck and i don't want to see any permanent damage done to you so if you wear a seatbelt there's a better chance of you surviving and safely too so if you wouldn't mind wearing your seatbelt it's like lana doesn't wear the masks so that's it i guess the morning going to get some panettone uh, i don't think I'm, I'm not gonna record it i can't we can go in there though i think croatia is playing croatia might be playing we're bringing the podcast back so tell all your friends Th thanks so much for listening you guys are the coolest this one before in length i've gone into ac slater wasn't a good drummer he played the drums a little bit, but he wasn't like a good drummer. And then when they got like into the Zach attack, he probably became a lot better drummer, but Zach really changed too. He looked like Mr. Madonna. So that's what he said specifically. So, and then she goes, that's great. He's like, no, I, I don't want to look like Mr. Madonna. He actually looked like Justin Bieber, I think a lot. <laughs> At one point he did. That'd be cool, man. I, I, yeah, why not want to look like a Mr. Madonna? I think he had his ear pierced. The Zach attack, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem narrated it. <laughs> he did, man. Casey Kasem was on Saved by the Bell narrating the whole thing. Like, it really happened. Like Robert Stackwood in Unsolved Mysteries. An unlikely event. A a fractured the band's hit... Good name. A tragic event that fractured the band's good name. The Zack attack was on their first breakup. It's not very Robert Stack, is it? Or Casey Kasem. And I'm like, oh. an unlikely disagreement among friends ends up in fracturing the Zack attack's good name. Maybe you have seen. That's one of the reasons why Robert Stack remained on Unsolved Mysteries is because he said, he said, like, I like the interactive nature. Like, we're trying to solve mysteries here. There are unsolved mysteries. The, go watch, go watch the Unsolved Mysteries about the Superstition Mountains. The Superstition Mountains, east of Phoenix. Yeah, I can, I'll, I'll get it better. I haven't practiced for a while, man. I haven't practiced my Robert Stack for a while. I could do burr though. I could get in here and start doing burr. <laughs>